Well, it is safe to say that new Ravens offensive coordinator Todd Munkin has left an awfully good first impression here in the early going as Baltimore begins installing his new scheme. Yeah, and from the looks of it, Lamar Jackson is among those in-house to have been left impressed. Perhaps that's because he's apparently been handed the keys to Munkin's offense. Not apparently, he has been. I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Thursday, May 25th, and this is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. We've got news and notes from Wednesday's OTA session, including who stood out on the practice field and who was missing attendance-wise. Plus, the Ravens signed another big man to the defensive line after losing Calais Campbell. And what are we to make of Marcus Peters' post saying he misses his Ravens teammates? We have all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where do you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. Bobby, not long after the Ravens parted ways with Greg Roman, Lamar Jackson made it clear that he wanted to run a pro-style offense as he once did in a super successful way under Bobby Petrino at Louisville. And listening to him talk with the media Wednesday, he seems, (laughs) I mean, beyond excited. I haven't seen Lamar this happy in a while. He seems so happy about the handcuffs starting to come off. You know, Sarah, while he technically wasn't under contract long-term the day that John Harbaugh hired Todd Munkin as Baltimore's newest offensive coordinator, I'd say he got what he wished for that day. Coach, like, basically just giving us the keys to the offense, really. Uh, you know, you can change things when you want to. You know, you see the defense is not looking right to you. Um, she's some guy blitzing. You might want your receiver to do something different. Coach giving you the free will to do whatever you want to. Yeah, that sounds like full autonomy to me, which is not the style of offense he ran under Greg Roman over the last four years in the NFL, sir. Yeah, I think it was far from it. And Lamar was later asked, based on what he's seen so far, if he expects to run less in this Munkin-led offense. This was a theme of the day. You tell me if if he's going to be happy about this once you hear it. Absolutely. Absolutely, especially with the receivers we have. Bay, OBJ, Zay, Dove, Pro, all those guys. You got Isaiah, the tight end. I can't say Zay. Isaiah, the tight end. Mark, my guy. Um, it's looking real good. You know, less running and more throwing. I say, you know, I hear a lot of noise about throwing and stuff like this. Yards to achieve and stuff, but I'm not really worried about the yards as much. as It's about us just winning. So that, that'll be all the winning category of anything. I tell you what, so far this is shaping up to be exactly what Munkin's calling card is. Spread the ball around, cover every blade of grass, as Lewis Riddick once said earlier this offseason, and do so with balance, creativity, and explosiveness. They have the playmakers to do all of that. It's just a matter of putting it all into for right? Like putting it all together. Here's more from Lamar on what he's enjoying. I mean, just being able to throw the ball down the field. You know, we sometimes, sometimes, you know, we can't, Running, not going, running can only take you so far, you know, and I feel like with, with this new era of uh, teams and offenses in the league, I feel like we need that in Coach Todd Monk. And what I'm saying, his offense so far is looking tremendous. Yeah, you can definitely hear the excitement in his voice, which wasn't always the case throughout parts of last year. It's like it's like Munkin is a breath of fresh air for Lamar. It seems like the freedom he's been given and the emphasis on throwing more is exactly what Lamar was looking for. And if there's one thing to know, 
know about Todd Munkin's coaching style, if you didn't already know this, it's that you're going to feel and hear his presence. Not even just practice, I want to say, gee, I'll say, uh, even in the meeting room, like, coach very active, like, he, he's talkative and, like, you're enjoying it, like, the learning process of what he's saying, you know, teaching us the, uh, the new offense, and it's fun. You know, Sarah, we've already caught up on this offline, but having spent some time with Todd last weekend at Preakness at Pimlico here in town, I can confidently tell you that this guy knows how to captivate a room and command your attention. He's spirited. He's loud. He's sarcastically funny. And he just has a super dynamic personality. And speaking of personality, one of my big takeaways from Lamar's press conference on Wednesday is that, you know what? His jovial, playful, fun self, it seems to be back when interacting with local media during these press conferences. And, you know, another thing too, he basically vowed to focus on one specific area of leadership ahead of his sixth NFL season. And I thought this was really compelling. Uh, I feel like just being you, you know, at the end of the day, guys just want to see you being you and true to yourself and true to them as well, you know. And I just say, um, I'm going to try to be more of a vocal leader, you know, because the coach was like, you need to start speaking more. <laughs> but it was like, you know, I just try to um, lead by example, if anything. But um, I try to be more of a vocal leader, if anything. Is that on the field or off the field? Where he... Both. So, look, Lamar isn't Ray Lewis, and he doesn't need to be. He's earned the respect of his teammates by letting his play and how he handles himself off the field do the talking. So, honestly, I see this extra motivation to be vocal. I see it as gravy on top of the equity he's already built with his teammates, partner. Yeah, still to come here on the vault. Highlights from the practice field of OTAs. And John Harbaugh gives a telling answer when asked how he feels about players that are absent from these voluntary sessions. Sarah and I are super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Express your style and build a look that's made for you. And I know for me, I have super sun-sensitive blue eyes. So not only does Oakley check my fashion box, but it checks my necessity box. Oakley's changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Maybe you run, maybe you golf, maybe you just flat out train. I don't know. Maybe you just want to look like Lamar Action Jackson. If any of those are true, you need to get yourself a pair of Oakley's today. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses allowing for an extension of self. Really, it's an expression of your personality. There's more than meets the eye. And here on The Vault, we're all about look good, feel good, perform good. And that's why Oakley is the perfect partner for us. We do not leave the house in the morning without rocking our Oakleys. And hey, since it's officially almost summer, you may want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out Oakley.com to get yourself a pair today. I know my go-to sunglasses are the custom frog skins, so maybe take an extra look at them while you're there. Oakley even offers prism lens technology, which is a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. If you're interested in learning more, head on over to Oakley.com and do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. But don't just trust me. Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life. I know Sarah has as well. We feel like we can both confidently say that Oakley's not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. So head on over to Oakley.com for more information today. 
Okay, Sarah, while all eyes were on Lamar and Munkin's new offense, believe it or not, there were other things that were going down out at OTAs. So what do you have? Yeah, Bobby, it was a packed house with plenty of other notable players in attendance in addition to Lamar, including veterans in safety Marcus Williams, tackle Morgan Moses, Roquan Smith, the new leader of the defense, and Patrick Queen. Those two guys, the last two, they emerged from the tunnel and ran onto the field together with Roquan wearing his new number zero. And watching those guys, it's not hard to think that they will be one of, if not the best inside linebacker duo this coming season. Elsewhere, Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers, Devin Duvernay, and Nelson Aguilar were all there. But, of course, Bateman and Duvernay, the Ravens are being a little bit more cautious with them as they're coming off of those season-ending foot injuries, so they were held back a little bit. Now, Bateman is further ahead of Duvernay, seeing as he sustained his injury much earlier. And then number eight was asked for his impressions of both Bate and Zay since it's been a minute since he's thrown passes to Rashad. And then obviously Zay is new to the team. So here's Lamar on them. Well, it's great to see my guy back out there. Receive one for sure. I'm glad to see him back healthy. Um, can't wait to hear on the field. Uh, Zay shifty. Zay very fast, explosive. Um, he can stop on a dime. I know y'all seen that. Like I seen it yesterday when you guys wasn't here and I seen it today. So he's smooth. Now, not everybody was in attendance. Uh, while many of them were. And according to ESPN's Jamison Hensley, the guys that were missing included the following. Wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., tight end Mark Andrews, running back J.K. Dobbins, offensive tackle Ronnie Stanley, guard Kevin Zeitler, cornerback Marlon Humphrey, but as we know, Marlon's been to some of those football schools. Then also missing was outside linebacker Tyus Bowser, and then safety Kyle Hamilton, who we also have seen at some of these voluntary sessions before. And meanwhile, running back Gus Edwards, he was there, but he was off working to the side. Yeah, and on top of all that, I feel like it's a good segue here. John Harbaugh was asked about how important attendance is for these voluntary sessions, and I thought his answer was telling. I'm happy with the numbers. I mean, we've got a lot of guys here, Jamison. Uh, the numbers are really high. Uh, that's that's exciting. Uh, the energy is really good. Uh, I, I always, you know, I mean, I think it's important. I, I'm a coach. You know, I want everybody here, you know, and I want, I want, you know, I want every player here all the time doing everything they can. Now, is that necessarily the best thing? I don't know. You know, I mean, I got, there's everybody's got their own circumstance and that's okay. You know, I think about what OBJ is doing, for instance, out there in Arizona. I don't have any problem with that or what Mark's doing out there. No, they'll, they'll be in here soon enough whenever they're ready and when they, when they need it. And they talk to me and tell me what they're doing. Uh, they're working hard. So you just, you don't try to worry too much about it, but from an important standpoint, if you want to rank it, you know, today's the most important day there ever was, you know, because, you know, tomorrow's a, a hope and yesterday's a memory. So we try to focus on today. Yeah, Bobby, he summed up the perspective of all coaches everywhere. It's almost in their DNA for coaches to want to always have their hands on players. They want them close at all times so they can do what they do, which is, well, coach. But I thought it was telling that Harbaugh also respects these grown men, grown professionals like Mark Andrews and Odell Beckham Jr., who are doing work on their own. We've seen OBJ post videos of his workouts with other top NFL wide receivers like DeAndre Hopkins. And, and I personally don't worry about Mandrews coming in in shape once he does arrive. And now I will say this. I do think all of these guys, because there is a new offense, I said the same thing for Lamar, because it's new, I do think at some point all these guys need to get into the OTAs. But as Harb said, he 
they will all be there eventually. And by the way, Bobby, I'm sort of wondering, this is kind of a side note to the OTA attendance, but if you heard John Harbaugh's voice, could you hear the happiness in it? It was like a more laid back Harbaugh that we haven't seen in a couple months. And for those that didn't see it, I can tell you he looked visibly just less stressed than he did throughout that entire Lamar Jackson negotiation. He's probably feeling just like the fan base is and that feeling of the pressure is gone. Now we can return to football again. And when he first came to the podium, Harbaugh declared with a smile on his face, quote, it's a great day for football. Every day is a good day for football. I feel like I've been listening to him say that for years and years, <laughs> but let's move to happenings on the field, Sarah. Live contact is not permitted during OTAs, and these guys can't do too much as they're still obviously learning the offense. But as limited as they are, who do you think stood out? Yeah, well, I'll turn to some reports from Baltimore Banner's Jonah Schaefer and then team reporter Ryan Mink because both those guys were in attendance. Now, Jonah said that wide receiver Tylen Wallace beat rookie cornerback Caillou Blue Kelly for a 35-yard jump ball touchdown down the left of the sideline. So good for Wallace there. And I'm sure a learning moment for the rookie. And on defense, seemed like everybody was raving about pass rushers, David Ojabo and Odafe Owe. Now Ming said, quote, Ojabo is having a blast. He's visibly in a good place physically and mentally after sitting out almost all of his rookie season. So he said that he went on to say that Ojabo stopped an outside rush by running back Justice Hill. And then he flashed several times these quick, nimble spin moves when it came to getting after the quarterback. Obviously, they're not allowed to actually have sacks, but... Mink believes that those would have turned into sacks. And then Odafe had moments of his own sniffing out and end around in the backfield and also had some strong pass rush reps. But I've seen a lot of people say that Ojabo and Owe were the two that stood out in defense. Meanwhile, everybody's saying that Zay Flowers was heavily involved. Geno Stone, he notched an interception. And then new cornerback Rocky Sin, he recorded a pass breakup. And Bobby, just like Lamar mentioned in the first topic, both writers and again, reporters everywhere are commenting about Todd Munkin again and his commanding presence and his loud presence. So, Sarah, the Ravens continue to tinker with their roster, which still has a few spots that need addressing over the coming weeks, if not months. And on Wednesday, they added another piece to the defensive line by signing veteran Angelo Blackson. Yeah, the six foot four, 315 pound defensive tackle. Yeah, he will bring a physical presence after the team cut Clayus Campbell, who subsequently signed, as we know, with the Atlanta Falcons. Now, Blackson, he played for the Chicago Bears the last two years, and he was a significant contributor there. He had 22 tackles in 15 games with Chicago, and he played 42% of their defensive snaps all in the last year. He's been around the block, Bobby, as an eight-year veteran. He played already under defensive line coach Anthony Weaver for three years in Houston. Then obviously, since he just came from Chicago, where Roquan was, uh, Roquan knows him well. 
And he gave a quote on his former teammate now coming to Baltimore. Angelo's my guy back in Chicago. So, yeah, I got a great deal of respect for him. Like, the guy, like, runs to the ball, play hard. So, I'm excited just to be be back out here with him, uh, hang out with the guy from another familiar face. So, I think it's going to be a great – I know it's a great addition to our defense, and I think he's going to help us. And speaking of tinkering with the roster, there are some who believe there's still room for one more cornerback on this team. And – I know you have been banging the drums and hoping for a return of one Marcus Peters. Yeah, you better believe I'm still banging those drums. Uh, (laughs) And uh, Peters himself, he stoked that flame of hope in me by responding to Lamar Jackson's Instagram post uh, that he just posted after OTAs that featured pictures from that practice. Now, Peters, when he responded, he simply said, quote, miss my folks. And then with it, he had a tear-faced emoji. So listen, Juice Man, we miss you too. I would love for him to come back. But, you know, Jeff Rebeck, he was asked on Twitter, what is going on with this situation? And Jeff replied, quote, last year was a struggle. His frustration was palpable. And I think it boiled over on a few occasions. They love him, meaning the Ravens. They love him. And I believe the door is still open. But I think they'd like to see some of their younger guys and they're still mulling personality slash salary fit, close quote. And then another fan followed up and asked, well, could Peters be a number three corner and be more of a mentor? Jeff responded to that, quote, that could be tough. He's a proud guy. You have to make sure you have a role for him that fits because there's some volatility there, obviously, close quote. And before we fly, some other quick news items, beginning with this from Ravens linebacker Roquan Smith. He recently explained how he plans on leaning into his new jersey number, which, of course, is zero. Uh, It's pretty sweet. I just got to add a little more swag to it. But uh, with the help of PQ, Dale, and uh, Zio, I think they'll help it out a lot. In other news, the New England Patriots are losing two days of organized team activities due to a violation of off-season rules that's deemed by the NFL. It wasn't immediately known what the specific violation was, at least at the time of this taping, we don't know. And finally, Anquan Bolden Jr., the son of former Ravens Super Bowl winning wide receiver Anquan Bolden Sr., he has committed to playing Division I basketball at Buffalo. Thanks for listening to The Morning Vault. We create our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms at patreon.com Ravens Vault Podcast. Now, as you know, we've been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. And with your membership support, you'll help us keep turning out daily Ravens content for years to come. And a special shout out to two of our returning patrons this month, Lauren Wonderlick and Ken Buckner. We appreciate you both for believing in what we're building here in Baltimore and beyond. We'd also love to hear from everyone, whether you're a patron or not, with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And that is all the time we've got today, but be sure to be on the lookout for this month's mailbag episode, which will be released later today. That's Thursday, May 25th. (laughs) 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.